Hello, everybody, and welcome to this wonderful holiday season. We're kicking things off um, a special way, a heartwarming, uh, heart-filling, wonderful way with the Paul Feig movie Last Christmas. And we're talking about this one because, well, hey, Christmas, Amelia Clark, Henry Golding. What's not to love about that one? So uh, my name is Sean, and I'm here with my uh, ghostly compatriot. Steven Reyes. Now, would that make you, uh, I guess that would also make you a little bit of a Patrick Swayze, too. Ooh, Why not? Yes, I can live with that. Hey, there, are, there are worse things to be in life, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Although, would that make me to me more? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, uh, as so long as I don't see, you know, a pottery table turn up behind you, then we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. Uh, but we're not talking about that movie. Maybe we'll do that next year. I don't know. Today we're talking about last Christmas, Christmas, so let's get into it. You're listening to more movies, please. You know, it's that time of the year again. It is. Happy Yuletide season, everybody. Yep. Remember, go spend time with your family and take a break from this crazy world, I'm assuming. Uh, you know, one can always hope that things will improve in life and in the world and for everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, that's what I hope for, you know, all about the world peace, I guess. <laughs> but I would be very surprised if it happens so fast. Yeah, that at the very least, go enjoy time with your family and take a break from whatever's stressing you out. because. No matter how good things get, there's always some kind of stress. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's just life. That's mm-hmm. the the burden we have to pay as humans. And I think going to visit the, your loved ones, whether or not the family, either the family you're born into or the family you make, whatever the case might be, go ahead and do it. Make yourself happy. Have a, I don't know, have some milk and cookies on us. Ooh, I like that. Milk and cookies on us. And there are some decently vegan cookies in different grocery stores that are really good. Dude, Steven, you're telling me that it, like when I first started doing this thing, it was easy not to eat like really super terrible food. Although I think Oreos have been vegan for a long time. Mm-hmm. But these days, it's extremely difficult to eat healthy uh, vegan food because there is just a lot of crap out there that is so easily accessible. Oh, yeah. No. And not that expensive anymore. Am I the Pillsbury and Chips Ahoy? Yes. But when I was working at Mother's and they had those vegan cookies, I was like, oh, man, I tried them. I think I know exactly the ones you're talking about. Those ones mm-hmm. are my kryptonite. Yes. Yes, they are. And well worth it that if that doesn't give you a warning to upcoming spoilers i don't know what will Ah! (laughs) yes uh last christmas the movie all about cookies it should have had more cookies in it Uh, you know i kind of equate the whole like i mean clearly the whole milk and cookies thing with christmas i think it it could be a very important part of the the lore of christmas at least here in america mm-hmm. uh you know you put out milk and cookies for santa at night and you know clearly it was just your parents wanting something sweet in the middle of the night while they're wrapping <laughs> presents yeah but, but you know it's part of it and yet this movie didn't really have any of that and I don't know if it was because maybe it's not such a common thing in Yugoslavia or what, but this movie could have used a whole lot more just like platters of chocolate chip cookies, except for that one platter of cookies that <laughs> just got sucked up by everybody that I appreciated. But we needed more of that. That one made sense, like where it's just like she did not know. And it was pretty obvious to a lot of us what would happen if you don't keep an eye on something like that. But it was cookies. Who's going to control themselves? Yeah, it was a cute moment and it added to her clumsiness of catastrophes. But before we go on that montage of catastrophes, I want to start the beginning because I really love that transition they did. That was a really nice transition. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're we're starting it. What was the day? 1999 or something? Yeah, it was 99. So we're jumping into our main conversation here of the movie Mm -hmm. and it was 1999 and she was in the church choir where everybody is watching. She's like the star singing. I mean, big time solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's doing great. Oh, yeah. Like there's a reason she should be at the front. Just belting it out there. Doing great. Her parents are watching her with admiration. Her sister's watching one of the other girls in the choir. Oh, teenage romance. Mm-hmm. 
and hormones floating around, mucking everything up. Yep. And then they transitioned from the kids singing to her singing the exact same song in a bar. (laughs) I mean, tells what a great introduction to this character. Tells it. What more do you need to know about this person, about Kate, about Katarina? Katarina. Hey, that was a cool name. I get why she was switching to Kate because she wanted to like just embrace her new home, but Mm -hmm. she had a good name. Either one is fine. Mm -hmm. I like Kate. I like Katarina. That's great. Yeah. I I think you have a point there, though, because she was presumably born and and grew up to be, I don't know, uh, I'm guessing midway or some some way into her teenage years in Yugoslavia. Yeah, that they didn't. And then the the entire family moves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you want to kind of assimilate. Exactly. And I I like the transition because they first show here's a perfect image of this family together. And then here is what looks like a train wreck of a person. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, mm-hmm. things maybe aren't going exactly how she had planned. Yeah, that. Uh, and then like we see her bouncing from place to place, guy to guy. She's crashing on people, couch surfing, let's mm-hmm. say. Yeah, yeah couch and, surfing. Uh, and it was entertaining to hear those stories. Like later on, we find out why she got kicked out of different friends' houses, which <laughs> I don't know who would think to put a hairdryer anywhere near a fish tank. I mean, you know, that's not really responsible of Kate, but I don't think it's very responsible of anybody else either. Yeah, that I maybe she thought there was like that clear um fence, uh, not fence, um, like a cover grate. or something. Like normally yeah. there's you people have grates on the tops of the fish. Don't try to jump out because some fish will bounce in the air. Yeah. So she probably thought there was a grate there, but still, like, even if there was, you could ruin the blow dryer just from splashes alone. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very dangerous. And I think if you've got a fish that looks, a fish inside of a fish tank, that fish tank looks expensive itself, mm-hmm. but that fish also looks like it cost a pretty penny, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know from fish, but it was not just a little goldfish or a guppy or anything. It looked like one of it those few hundred dollar fish. Yeah. Spindly looking thing. Like the ones you see like at a dentist's office. <laughs> in real life or just in finding nemo both finding nemo more but i've seen it in yeah. some dentist's office those are impressive dentist's office mm-hmm. yeah okay but yeah fish dies terribly she uh she destroys a, a very impressive looking model ship yes that one threw me off because like one how did it ignite so suddenly like i can get like one spot but it was like the mm-hmm. entire ship was covered in kerosene the, like how fast it spread and then also for anybody who's ever tried to light a match and then throw it to ignite something it's really hard to do that because the match blows out before it hits its target like l- even if it's like you're sitting at the dining room table trying to throw a match into your plate it normally blows up before it hits your plate like granted I haven't done that yeah. one. I have tried yeah. to you don't do think some. There's some lingering heat there. Well, yeah, but for that ship, then it shouldn't. It should have just like put a little hole in the deck, not like ignited mm. it. It wouldn't be enough <laughs> to do what it did. Well, and maybe tr- this dummy thought that kerosene was like a good uh, wood sealant or something. It's like, yes, this will make oh, it look pristine. Yeah, maybe, maybe the <laughs> type of glue had some kind of flammable mm. substance to it. Because I'm like, hey, my best friend and I used to like uh, in a concrete enclosure try to do some pyro stuff we had we had you a know, bucket of I water i think if you're a young boy i think we've all been there yeah we had a bucket of water we were in concrete but we could never get the match to land from a distance we always had to light the stuff and then burn our hair off our hands <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what that grows back mm-hmm. hair can grow back for for the most part so yeah. that's that's but still, like that scene i was just like how did you do that i want to know <laughs> You know, maybe you got to live the sort of life that Kate's lived up to that point to mm-hmm. be able to have that kind of talent. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, uh, I was so her jumping from bed to bed, couches, friends, bed is just like trying to numb the existence of what her life is. I have no shame for that. The one thing I, that I was annoyed with is that she mm-hmm. brought a strange person home to her friend's place in their nursery that they're building that offended yeah. me a little bit that's crossing a line mm-hmm. i don't understand why that wasn't the straw that broke that camp that particular camel's back but it was you know crushing that papered sculpture they were making for the kid that was too far I, I, but no screwing some stranger in in your child's future bedroom no that's fine well i i 
don't know. Like I know that they focused on the crushing the lamp cover that he was building, mm-hmm. but I I thought they were going to throw her out for this stranger. But I think they emphasized the lamp cover because he was like, remember this thing I was building and she destroyed it. Like they said to make that joke one more time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's too much, Kate. Mm-hmm. You're doing too much. Plus, now we've got, you know, uh, 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 hopefully a used condom in this kid's trash can. What are you doing to this house? Yeah. You need to go. Oh, look, now this baby mattress has to be replaced. Oh, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, I'm with you. I I don't really. I'm not certainly not uh, shaming Kate for for sleeping with anybody. Mm, It was more the location like it's your friend's place. Yeah, have some consideration. If you're a guest in somebody's home, uh, you know, maybe go somewhere else for that. Mm-hmm. And like, at least I think there's an unspoken code that no one nighters in your friend's place unless like they're you're just college partying. And yeah, then, or, or, you know, it's under understood that it's fine. You got that sort of mm-hmm. understanding, that kind of relationship, whatever. Yeah. But otherwise, if, like, at least that, if, if you don't discuss it first be serious with somebody if you're gonna be in a strange like a friend's house so at least yeah they know that this person who now knows where they live is trustworthy <laughs> but this yeah. is because who knows what person this stranger is yeah yes so there was uh, that nah. uh, well i was i was going to ask uh kind of even before this moment here it doesn't really matter to the story at all but Okay, we we open this movie in Yugoslavia and we see that Kate at this point, I'm guessing Katerina mm-hmm. um, is, I would say, well into her teenage years. Yeah. She is not a young kid or too young of a kid anymore. Um, and then they family moves to Britain. So correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of how accents sort of uh, develop and form in a person, it, it usually kind of uh, concretes itself in younger years. So why in the world does uh, Kate not have a Yugoslavian accent? Why is she British? even though she spent all of her formative years in a different country. So I think... Am I, am I reading too much into this? Should I just like, oh, you know, forget this. It's the magic of Christmas. Forget it, John. So I think it's more of Amelia Clark <laughs> well, isn't sure. going to be forced to do an accent because when she spoke her character's language, she added the accent there. I mean, I appreciate that. and But that was for like a scene. So I think like they weren't going to force her to do that accent the entire time and so yeah most of the time i would say that accent is going to bleed through no matter how well you you accommodate to the language of your new home mm-hmm. but i do want to give one example for another from across the pond actress karen gillen when she does american movies i mean yeah who could tell if you've never heard karen gillen's natural accent you would think she's american yeah so it's not impossible for somebody to completely hide the accent when they're trying, which I thought they mm-hmm. should have had her slip up every now and then. Like when she was, it would have been nice to have Kate slip up with her accent when she's drunk or mad, but <laughs> it's not impossible for it to be a clean adaptation of a new accent. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm no foreign language or accent expert. So what do I know? But uh, it, it seems like it should have been more present. And I think Amelia Clark is very talented. And, mm-hmm. you know, in a movie like this, you, you got to be able to uh, play for some not speech therapist, just a, an accent coach or something, a speech coach. Yeah, she could have done it. If Karen Gillan can do it, then Amelia Clark certainly could. It would have been. But a, maybe it was one too many things to worry about. It would have been a nice touch, but I think they just kind of, eh, they had other stuff they were focusing on. I, we've got a uh, very uh, eccentrically quirky uh, employer and um, love, I don't know, uh, heartthrob Henry Golding coming in later on. So, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. got that stuff to get into. Uh, but yes, I do want to address the whole Santa's workshop. <laughs> that I okay. I was surprised to find out that that's, that shop is open year round. <laughs> oh, I wasn't surprised I mean, at all. Like just because it's yeah, it's her job. <laughs> uh yeah, it's her job. And I guess if you if you're Santa, if you're Michelle Yeoh in this case, <laughs> if if your character's name is Santa um then mm-hmm. yeah do do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life i guess um but it still was that's a lot of christmas and i i wonder how that how well that shop does in like april or something 
Maybe they have modified hours. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's, well, I'm impressed that it's able to stay open consistently. Well, she could just have that store open for her own, like, I guess more, more of like habits, like just happy. And she enjoys it because there are some people who mm-hmm. own businesses and the money that it makes only covers the cost to keep it afloat because they have money other places that fund their life. Like this is just they're doing it for their own pleasure. Yeah. Kind of like no, that's fair. how we're currently just paying for our own podcast. <laughs> you know, good point. Mm-hmm. Fair point. But yeah, so I, I, I'm guessing Santa had plenty of investments in other places to fund this shop. One would hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would bet so. But I really love the, the little description of I take a different name based on the environment. <laughs> uh, Kitty at the pet store, Muffin at the bakery. It was just so many <laughs> things. I appreciate that. You know, you get a, a new chance to reinvent yourself, to, to find out who you are every so often I, and just be a different person. I'm taking it as two things. Definitely a reinventing and having fun with picking a name. Also. You're tired of people mispronouncing your name, so you just leaned into something that is just easier. Yeah, that's fair, too. I I can't even imagine, but somebody with, uh, they say, she says her name a few times. I really should have written that down. Mm-hmm. And IMDb is just listed as Santa, so, you know, shame on you, IMDb. This this very great person has a real name, um, but it was a very Chinese name, so I can I can see if... I would probably get tired, too, if somebody was constantly mispronouncing my name, either because of just an inability to say it or remember it or sadly, probably racism. Yeah. Well, we saw some of that later on in the film. And I I can you I can definitely hope you understand how people miss saying her name could annoy her because it just go back to ninety nine when everybody was saying Mr. Anderson to you. Yeah, yeah, I got that a lot. Boy, did I. Mm -hmm. So that Uh, the same kind of frustration, just a different direction. True. I mean, and granted, nobody was really mispronouncing Anderson, you know, thankfully, but I got that a lot. But more, it was more of the annoyance of hearing something so many times that it just bugs you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more than I should have. I should have worked on embracing it. I should have just responded to everybody. My name is Neo. Yep. Yep. But I did occasionally, but boy, when somebody found out my name, my last name was Anderson, mm. you could, you could see it in their eyes. It's just that like, oh my goodness, I get to say it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that was good. But to get back to the shop owner, I really loved her sass because one, she didn't care what decorations she had. If she thought it was fun, she had it in there. And some of those were atrocious pretty bad mm. though those like big old teeth on those baby jesuses that's, uh, the <laughs> that's nightmare fuel nativity disco you know apparently there was a buyer for those things mm-hmm. what'd she say i sold four of these today <laughs> yeah and then like hey i just want to make sure you're healthy because i don't have enough tinsel to cover your corpse i was just like yeah. <laughs> damn i know i i really really liked her because mm. she like you said had that sass and when she needed to, like, really was able to put her foot down as an employer to, to Kate. Yeah. But also had, like, some genuine concern for Kate's life. Well, yeah, because, like, after the whole Kate leaving the door unlocked because she was running to an audition, which I'm mm. like, come on. Like, I know you're late, but it's one little thing. Mm. How do you forget that? It's your livelihood. Yeah. Well, I guess after a, a traumatic life event that she had, some of the things we normally would clarify as really important to stand out would just not seem as important to you anymore, which I, I get 100%. I get that. Yeah. But so after that, like I, the sh- I thought the shop owner was going to fire her and that was going to be like her lowest point and that she would get hired again later when she like was trying. But the fact that mm-hmm. she gave her a second chance I was like, man, she really does care about her because she even said, like, you turned me into a criminal. I had to lie about the break in and like break my window. I'm like, and that's I know, she committed insurance fraud for Kate. Yeah, that that's a pretty big offense that she just had to do, like live with on her, like kind of her pride, her morals and all that. It was just like, Ugh. so she really did care about her. And uh, you know what? Props to Kate for actually like following through and, mm-hmm. and shaping up, uh, at least as far as the shop is concerned. Yeah, like she didn't do her complete shape up till later on, but she did definitely like show that she was taking it serious. Her big turnaround came later after like some healing, but mm-hmm. she definitely mm-hmm. was like, I don't want to mess this up again. Like 
it was clear even with her little little <laughs> drunken elf she wasn't drunk but it was just more of like disheveled elf was still showing up but on time but i want to say i have to the santa and her love interest my favorite <laughs> my best my biggest favorite to meet cute of all time wasn't that amazing wasn't that so uh fantastically awkward it was fantastically awkward and i was just like you know what it's so awkward but the part i really dig is like their chemistry is clicking so much like they're meant for each other kind of energy that it doesn't yeah. matter what anybody's saying it's just the minute we came in the same room it sparked it wasn't what somebody did it was just like an instant connection and i was just like this is really awkward and weird but i really love how they're just showing when you find it you find it i mean it clearly didn't matter what they were saying because what they were saying was absolutely ridiculous none of it made any sense uh-huh. oh, i do appreciate <laughs> later on like when he comes back a couple visits he actually mm-hmm. learned a couple of phrases in her language i'm like dude you you're yeah. you're, you're dull you what was it sauerkraut that he uh-huh. like she's eating so much sauerkraut <laughs> you have like you're dull you have this interesting obsession but you you really put in the effort and it's really sweet i'm like yeah i i love it i love it i don't even know if he's necessarily dull he's certainly not dull by her standards well yeah but like just like from the description she gave it seemed like well, it but hey with he, that much heart, he's no tom let's say mm-hmm. yeah with that much heart you get it passed. You go from like, if somebody rated you as a three, you're easily an eight now. Oh, damn. That's quite a jump. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Just because that was good effort. I loved it. Yeah. They were both putting in some effort. They were both enjoying themselves and they both could see that it, it meant something and they were both happy for it. Man, mm-hmm. you know, Mrs. Claus finally found her, her Mr. Claus. Yeah. I loved it. I love that Kate was always there sort of in the background, like working to get them together. You know, well, she was sort of sneaking outside and saying, hey, you know, she wants to talk to you. Yeah. yeah, Like helping him because he was just like a little shy. Like I've seen this one video on TikTok where there's one kid about to walk up to a girl. It looks like junior high. Mm. And he chickens out and turns around because the girl like has her back to him. And like you Mm. see this one friend sprint from across the playground, run and tap them both on the shoulder and like zip through. So they both turn (laughs) and not thinking the other one tapped them. And the Uh, other kid's like out of frame before either one turns. And you just see like kids in the background like, yeah, like you did it. You you set them up. Yeah, (laughs) It was just like one of those ultimate Barney Stinson for life moments. Best wingman ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I can find it, I will share it. That's a good one. Yeah, very much in the same way. You know, Mm -hmm. she was she was sneaking up, maybe not going as fast, but she was going tap, 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 tap. Hey, notice each other. Hey. You know, you two might be super nervous and, and really weird around each other, but there's a spark there. Just keep going. Just keep flirting. Just keep flirting. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that was a fun dynamic. But I think the mm-hmm. biggest, well, the story, of course, revolves around Kate. And I have to give one little complaint. Okay. Oh, no, no. It's I don't think it messed with the movie. It's just something I thought uh-huh. could have enhanced it. Is they're focusing on how she is the way she is right now because she had a heart condition, like this big event that like where she almost died. And of course, that'll change your perspective on the world. Some people will just take half a new zest for life. Other ones like her feel like they they feel broken or not the same, like something's missing, like kind of something got zapped out of them, which I get like she didn't feel the same. Well, you know, we find out. I don't know. Well, we we gave a spoiler warning, right? Yeah, uh, but she I, she had a uh, she had her original heart removed. Oh yeah. So that part as to where the heart came from, I want to say for a little bit. But yeah, sure. no, it was removed, and yeah, I could see how that feels different. Yeah, I, you lose like I I don't know. I would say one of the like two most valuable parts of your body that, that one of the things that's mm-hmm. keeping you alive, and it's like so. I, I can understand why uh, it would be important to remove it, but I can also understand her feeling where it's like something that was mine that was so that was not anybody else's is now gone from me. It was taken from me just because of some stupid like health condition. Yeah. What the hell? And like she even says, like, it's just been thrown away. And like, do I think and I don't speak from experience, but do I think 
this would affect you physically? No, but I can understand the mental toll that knowing that that's been swapped out would take on you. Yeah, I was considering that later on. I mean, this I I never really thought uh, of just like how that would affect you mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, there's no <laughs> excuse for that. Um, if if you consider just like what uh, a heart transplant patient goes through, yeah, you're you're suddenly a part of you is gone and it's replaced by some unknown mystery part. Yeah, yeah it's it's almost an invasion of your of yourself and something that you thought was yours is suddenly gone. Yeah, it's I can understand having just like a very uh, emotional, a uh, powerful emotional crisis of just like what the fuck is going on who am i anymore you know yeah am i the same person um what do i do now you know and it seems like she is physically okay now she's gotten through the the operation and has recovered and there's no like rejecting of the organ or anything Mm -hmm. so physically she's yeah she seems to be okay she's able to drink a bunch and eat a bunch of crappy food so hey why not yeah but yeah you know what emotionally sorry to all the vegetarians and vegans out there but hey, I don't blame her for like picking out on a burger. Like if there's something that tastes really good and you get a second chance, you're going to enjoy every second and every bite as long as you can. I don't blame her either. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could very easily find some vegetarian and vegan greasy ass food. Oh, yeah. you know? Just get a whole bucket of French fries. Oh, yeah. Why not? And you know, whatever makes you happy. It was more of the I completely yeah. get the food intake on her end. The alcohol. Hey, you know what? You got something that a lot of people want. But hey, you're also going through a hard time. But we'll. Put that aside that the part that I was leading up to that bugged me is in the trailer. We see the scene of her like being pulled through the hospital. And in the movie, we only get to see her do that like once when they're really giving a big reveal. But like I was expecting like a little bit more of a drawn out when she's talking about the experience of a flashback that we would have gotten like in the middle, like just showing like what she was going through, how she felt like even her waking up after the procedure. Yeah, they only really showed it another time to show like a look kidsmit. This is what was happening Mm. at the same time. But I wish they had shown just an extra like more 30 seconds more on that at the right spot. That would have been nice and maybe would have helped us understand what Kate was going through a little bit better. Yeah, just like instead of just saying, hey, look, here's a broken person. Mm -hmm. Just accept that she's got some stuff going on. Yeah. And like show the the scar a little bit sooner or a couple of times more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really don't see it until that one really like emotionally pivotal moment. Which, hey, but until then, you're like, what's wrong with Kate? Superb. But that was great. Yeah, it was a really good moment to, to focus on that part. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think the movie is necessarily any worse off by not seeing that scar beforehand. But, you know, would it have hurt anything? It know. was something that could have easily given it a little bit more like it was a tool that could have been used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because before then, you really don't know all that she's going through, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. She she goes to see a doctor with her mom and okay, she doesn't want to be there. And we get hints that there is something in her past. But until that moment, you're like, I don't know. What the heck is wrong with Kate? What's her problem? Oh, yeah. And I think one of the biggest times we see what's her problem, like, I can get somebody kind of spiraling And the fact that she knows her sister has a girlfriend means that they're close in some shape or form. So, yeah, maybe we're closer when they were younger. Okay, yeah. yeah, But but the thing is, like, I get you're kind of just like drifting through life because of everything. But to Mm -hmm. out your sister the way she did. mm -mm. I mean, you know, luckily her parents didn't seem to understand. But it's still such a betrayal. The dad picked up on it, but he was chill. (laughs) Oh, best dad ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, that's something that's to have that stolen from you mm-hmm. is so just, I, I can totally understand why she, her sister was like, I don't want to see you like maybe ever again. Yeah. You know, it, get out of my life. You keep screwing things up. It was one thing, like if she wanted to call her out, like you're being disrespectful to your partner and you're not being true to yourself. Yeah. Have that conversation one-on-one. If for the mm-hmm. movie, do we want to have somebody accidentally overhear it? Sure. But it should have, like, if she really wanted to call her out on that, it should have been between them. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. But hey, you know, Kate's far from perfect. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she is, oh, she's spiraling. A lot that it is definitely a massive spiral that was happening that it's funny. They, let me see if I can bring up the exact line here. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do. 
And we should say, you know, she's spiraling because, you know, earlier in the film, she meets this wonderful, great looking, just uh, charming as hell person named Tom. And he like appears out of nowhere. He's he's riding a bike usually and he's helping out at homeless shelters. Mm. And he's just, you know, uh, a Christmas miracle, let's say. A Christmas miracle. Kind of just this amazing energy of just like, hey, you know, put your phone away. Look up. I love that because they're just like, mm. be present because how many things are you passing that could, you're missing out on? Which yeah. I this wasn't necessary at all. This is another Stephen wanted add in touch, but I would have yeah. loved if he had said, look up and like, we're missing a lot that's happening in the world. And then you see somebody across the street, walk into a poll as they're looking into their phone. <laughs> that would have been great. That, yeah. This is a Paul Feig movie mm-hmm. and he's, he's pretty well known as being a comedy director. And I think that would have been right up his alley. Yes. Yeah, so, I would have loved to see that. So that would have been cool. But I, I just loved it. Cause like they spend two distinctive walks where she keeps on being shown things that she missed that if you mm-hmm. just took a little bit of time to look around, you would see these amazing little joys around the city. And of course, I love the serial killer joke because they're going down these alleys. He's like, <laughs> nobody's ever. It's t- pretty fishy. Nobody's ever called called me that more than once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why that's what I mean. Thomas, charming as heck. Um, but yeah, he he's I- entirely innocent. And mm-hmm. granted, maybe he could have. Um, tipped her off that everything was okay a little bit more instead of hey let's climb up through this like through this alleyway and up this manhole sort of thing and just trust me well you'll be okay just trust me but she was never in danger for a number of reasons yeah well Uh, you know tom was just like hey i like you you like me let's uh let's explore this this little city together tom was definitely a amazing eccentric Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to call him that. You know, somebody who these days sticks his his cell phone in a cabinet is like, I don't want to. I want to just ignore it. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty eccentric to me these days. I I probably would have. I want to do something like that. Hmm. As if I probably like tie it to my shoe or something where if I really need it, I can get to it. But it definitely is a like emergencies only. Yeah, a reach to get to. (laughs) You you can like turn power it all the way off. And then get, you know, like a, a little tiny phone sized uh, combination lock safe or something. Oh, just get a like a ankle pister holster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there when you need it, just whip it out. Ka-chunk. Yep. But otherwise, yeah, totally inaccessible. So there is that that I finally looked up what I wanted to, which is on the poster, at least on my account. It says a new rom-com classic. Which kind of addressed one of my notes I had mentioned to you earlier that I kind of listed this film as this is more of a film where you're facing your fears with a side of rom-com. Yeah, definitely. You know, I will say there is some rom-com. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Definitely. But that's really, I think you're right. That's really not the central focus of the film. Mm -mm. I mean, this movie is really about Kate getting better emotionally yeah the physically she had made a pretty decent recovery so i'm sure there was some stuff like eat healthier but it was the doctor was certainly suggesting that yeah it was more of just emotionally needed a massive undertaking yeah she was she was floating hard i mean i think that was illustrated in her habit of just drifting from couch to couch Mm -hmm. or child mattress to child mattress is yeah she was very ungrounded it didn't know what she what meant anything in her life and didn't have anything to uh work at or try hard with it was just her drifting through everything and (laughs) not knowing what to do drifting through everything is a pretty good description of some of the things in this film that definitely kind of I got blindsided by one of the reveals at the end. Oh, okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we probably both did. Um, although maybe for me a little to a little bit of a less extent, I'll say one of the dangers of putting in movie trivia for for each of these episode notes documents that we do is that there's a section at the bottom of IMDb trivia that's like, you know, a spoiler section, but sometimes it has very interesting trivia. Mm-hmm. Reading that section gave away half of the ending for me, which was unfortunate. One of the things I would recommend is maybe we add the trivia after 
we've seen it. Yeah, I, at least I, I could do that. Or at least certainly the the spoiler section trivia. Mm-hmm. You know, the the top part is that's okay. But yeah, the spoilery spoilery trivias. Because I normally don't <laughs> I totally read agree. the trivia until after I've seen the movie, or if it's a movie I've seen, then of course I'll read it. Because like, what am I going to get spoiled on? But I'll mm-hmm. scan right past it until I'm ready for it. That's a good idea. I think I'll have to get into that habit too mm-hmm. because I I wasn't disappointed with how the movie ended. But maybe it would have hit a little harder. Yeah. So it's funny, like when she's flirting with this guy and then he says, I'm unreliable. You can't lean on me. I was thinking he was some kind of special person who like goes to travel for work, something like Mm -hmm. where he could never quit or he was dying, something that would make him unstable. This whole Mm -hmm. I'm your heart transplant. (laughs) Not not I'm dying, but I'm dead. And my heart is in you. <laughs> yeah. Just I, I didn't I knew that he had died. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that her heart was his old heart. I that one was like, oh my goodness, what a lovely connection. Yeah, that, good on you, Phil. That was a lovely connection when she finds out in the his old apartment, that's when they finally show like the whole hospital ordeal when she was having her issue. Mm -hmm. So that was Mm -hmm. perfect timing. Him kind of being her heart and then trying to help her heal by showing her all these things. I thought it was a beautiful concept. It was cute. It was a nice, hey, we have these connections even after we're gone. I guess the one thing that kind of bugged it for me Mm. is because without any reasoning as to why his spirit can connect with her, it looks like she's just talking to herself, which they did show that like so she could realize he wasn't really there. But yeah, I was just kind of hoping for some kind of Yugoslavian legend as to <laughs> why you can talk to sea spirits or even in the the Christmas shop with the Chinese owner. Maybe there was some kind of item like, hey, I, I bought this little antique from my ancestors. Legend has it that you can commune with spirits if you are around it long enough, like something to make it a little bit more tangible for this to be able to happen yeah or even you know i don't know she she slips and bumps her head or something yeah yeah yeah. i i i I think i agree with that uh, quite a lot because the movie is asking is telling you to like it's saying don't think about this like this is just happening it's just saying just accept it enjoy these this spirit connection with nothing else like not just any kind of lore. I don't care what religion, what supernatural thing, just anything. That I mean, it could have been like Santa fairy dust yes. magic, whatever the heck. That would yeah. have been perfect. Like, hey, I bought this off eBay. It's supposed to be elf magic. And like she accidentally spills it on herself, which would be classic Kate. <laughs> like that would work. Just something that would make it a sense as to why this would happen other than it just did. Yeah. Now, don't get me yeah. wrong. I really love the concept of what they were trying to do. I I like it. I just wanted something that would explain why it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how far-fetched that tool would be. I think it's a really rare film that says, just accept, accept something because it just is. Mm-hmm. And that works. I think it, it's you're better off. I mean, and like you're, I think, suggesting it doesn't have to be a huge, like drawn out moment in the film. It could be something really throwaway. I really love your put it in there. Your fairy dust in the shop. That would have been perfect. Yeah. I, just anything, anything at all. But no, it was he appears out of nowhere for no reason mm-hmm. and, and very randomly. And he keeps coming back very randomly. You know, it's usually when she needs him the most, I think. But there's no sense or or order to any of it. He's just there in our life for, for no reason. Yeah. And see, like that's one of the things I think that they might have been doing is he's there randomly or maybe like when, as you said, when she's at her weakest. So like mm-hmm. that's when like, maybe the heart is most susceptible to being able to take over and communicate. But I feel yeah. like all those times that he was popping up. Maybe they were going to build up a lore as to how this was working, but then they never followed through because it seemed like there was a little bit of information missing. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think so. 
I would have appreciated more, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't like this was already a two hour film and it's like, you know, let's get going. They could, they could have, they could have done something. They could have done something like, do I think it was a big oversight? No, but it was just, it would have made the movie better. Yeah. It's absence didn't, I don't think for me at least didn't ruin it. Yeah. But having it would have like really improved it. I agree. But regardless, you know, he's there in her life and he's teaching her to appreciate, like slow down. Like you say, look up because you're going to miss things. And hey, also look up because there are people in need and there are people who you whom you can influence and, and you can make their lives better. And so she ends up, um, you know, helping out at the homeless shelter that he I, I don't know if he did it in real life, but whether or not that he would direct her to and say, hey, you know what? Maybe your way out of this like crazy ass funk that you're in mm-hmm. is to give back and to help others and make their lives better. You know, much in the way that your Santa employer makes your life better. You can become Santa to other people, too. Yeah. And she does. And she, you know. Helps out of this little homeless shelter soup kitchen thing. Um, gives them maybe way too many cookies once. Uh, I think loons are less than after that, I hope. Well, that wasn't but, her fault. She just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> well, I think that's maybe a little her fault. She should have been paying attention. But she was she was very hectic and was like, where's Tom? I need to find this guy. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, toward the end of the film, she starts realizing, okay, hey, maybe Tom was trying to tell me something. Maybe I should listen. And maybe I should do things for other people and not just myself and we see her put together this really elaborate and great looking like holiday show and then she goes back to <laughs> all of the the people she goes back to fish guy and gives him a new fish uh, goes back to uh uh her her uh friends who whose ship she burned down and gives them a little like ship in a bottle yeah i love it it's just like this one's less likely to catch fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and she goes to, you know, in a way, make amends mm-hmm. to all these people that she really wronged. And I think it ends up digging herself out of her hole, you know, with Tom's help. But she does all of that work herself, really. Yeah. And then, of course, they have those little things like the little hidden park that she goes to has his name on a bench. It's just like that was a nice touch, right? Yeah. And what a park. What a, li- what a li- lovely little park. I love that he mentions quite a lot like, no, this is a secret park. Mm-hmm. Got our own little secret world here. And these people are crazy. This one's like a super spy. Um, <laughs> this this woman, I, I don't know, she she's built this, up this garden. You know, don't let anybody know. Otherwise, the magic will disappear. Yeah. And of course, the reason he knows this is because nobody sees him. So he can easily eavesdrop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the um, maybe perks of being a ghost, mm-hmm. I guess. So... I have at least one more thing before we get to our recommendation section. Uh-huh. I really like the bookend of that performance because, yeah, it's like everybody coming together and working together to improve every, the community. But I like how like the song that was literally the theme song of the movie. She starts. Yeah. Boy, singing. did this movie like ever like George Michael. Oh, yeah. She starts singing and like literally the last Christmas I gave you my heart. Yeah. Like that hit home, like yeah, literally what happened with that's literally his line. Like last yeah. Christmas, Tom gave her her heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the movie telegraphs that a little bit in the opening credits where it says inspired by uh, last Christmas by George Michael. Mm-hmm. But like, so, uh, yeah, it was it was I, I'm glad they brought it around, but it was on the nose in a very nice way. It was extremely on the nose. But as you said, <laughs> in a very, very nice way, I was just like. Wow, this seems like something I would have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it works. Mm-hmm. And that show goes off wonderfully. It's amazing. I'd you know, say the only... I could see it becoming a, a regular thing. I'd say the only other show that... For a movie that's kind of had that same energy was the end performance of... Oh, I'm forgetting it. Love Actually. There we go. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That one was another one where everything came together wonderfully. Also another one that had Emma Thompson in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love how those two are connected. Yes. Except this time so, she had a, a, a more control over her life. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, God. That, you know, the thing about love actually is it it gives and it takes. Mm-hmm. And her storyline. Oh, it. Well, that was a that was a punch in the heart. Yeah. It's it just that storyline. It sucked because her husband needed to deal with his own stuff. And she kind of was the collateral damage. Yeah. They were yeah. cordial in the end, which I was impressed with. 
but I mean, that takes a lot of strength of character. Anybody else would be like, no, fuck you. You're dead to me. Yeah. No, like she saw like, it's not working. You need to do you, but we both want to be there for the kids. So we'll, we'll let's we'll, yeah. we'll, be adults about yeah. this. We're not going to go hang out one-on-one, but yeah, <laughs> we know the score. Yeah. And this one, thankfully, uh, Emma Thompson's character has a better ending. I, you know, oh, yeah. her marriage was on the rocks again in a similar way for most of this mm-hmm. film. But then I think everybody is really healed up. And, and you know, I bet her marriage to her husband is just really well, yeah. better than it's ever been by the end she of this She started film. dancing with her. Like, it was literally, yeah. they had left their country because, like, they were pushed, run, run out. Like, a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. And she was just could never move on from that trauma. Once her daughter helped her to kind of embrace her new land a new home the husband was able to start joking with the wife so like i don't think it was the marriage i think it was just she was stunted in her own emotional damage yeah it's totally understandable Uh i mean anybody who survives that sort of whatever it was uh (laughs) that's gonna that's gonna mess you up yeah so i i i like the ending because it wasn't like oh of course you guys wrapped it up so everybody has a happy ending it Mm -hmm. was everybody has a happy ending and it's realistic Especially oh, how yeah, they it's, have it's earned it, an earned happy. It's ending. earned, and of course, it's not perfect because oh, let's 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 talk before we have this lesbian pudding. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, <laughs> yes, Stephen. Uh, two words for you: uh, lesbian pudding. Well, what are your thoughts? <laughs> that is, it sounds so wrong in so many different ways. But uh-huh. I, as I was telling Nicole because she watches with me, I was just like, you know what? The stuff she's saying right now is awful but it's with the most love they could be possibly had like she doesn't mean it the way it's the meanings her meaning is love but the terms sound bad (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) that's the thing yeah she she loves her daughter and i think loves her daughter's girlfriend Uh but um you know some of it's the language barrier other ones is just like what like isn't that fine isn't that right (laughs) i I think it's a language and an age barrier yeah (laughs) but you know what yeah, it, it was it was it was a good ending. I think so. Yeah, really, really nice ending to a nice Christmas film. So recommendation time. Recommendation time. Yes. So, yeah, as per usual, we've got a movie here and we have to consider for our audience uh, this movie last Christmas. Is this something that we suggest that you uh, rent for yourself? Because I guess rental is still a thing. You mm-hmm. know, you can you can pay a few bucks and rent it digitally. Or should you buy it in whatever medium you choose? Yeah. And and then, of course, if there is something that we just don't recommend wasting your time on, we would tell you that. But yeah, yeah, there is a, a third and maybe fourth option is, you know, uh, stream if you have to. But uh, also, you don't ever have to watch this movie. We we took the torture for you, friends. <laughs> yeah, that um, I have to. Let's see. Where was this? Two months. Our B movie from two months ago where we were saying yeah. just watch the trailer mm-hmm. on Lamageddon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just yes. watch the trailer. That's more than enough. That might be too much in itself. But yeah, yeah. At least you don't have to watch the entire, I don't know, 70 something minute movie. <laughs> we we fell on that grenade for you friends yes and uh boy what a grenade this movie though i don't think this is uh i i would give this one a pretty strong like rent it mm. you know i i don't know if i'll ever watch it again and maybe it would actually there are some parts that would uh pop out to me more now that i know how it ends you know some of the the things that might have now that you know that Tom's not real and you could see uh, earlier in the film how uh, Kate was interacting with him when she was actually just like being a crazy person mm-hmm. talking to herself. You might pick up on that more and it might have more significance, but I don't think I'm going to watch this every year. Oh, no. Um, I would agree. It's a rental plus like it's <laughs> to <laughs> rental plus. I like that one. <laughs> a rental plus. Sorry. The reason I did that is because I had recently watched South Park's post COVID two mm. two part special. And they were just like, everything in the future was Applebee's plus, Denny's plus, like everything's a plus. Yeah. But um, no, it's like a rental, like a, not a minus, like a B minus, A minus. It's like, a, it's a, it's a, a strong rental that I bought it because the rental price versus the sale price was so close. I was just like, well, you know what? Yeah. It's close enough. And it surprisingly, this was one of the few movies on Vudu that you could rent to buy. Oh. I did not know okay. they had that feature. And then I'm like, oh, 
okay, well, I'm going to look for that in the future because that's nice that they actually have it. Yeah. So this one's definitely worth a rental. Some of you might want to buy it. I'll probably see it again in a few years just because it's a nice little reality check and pick me up. But it's Ooh. it's not a yearly. It's it's worth a, a watch. It's worth a first watch. And yeah, in mm-hmm. that in your situation, I say it's not going to hurt to buy it. And it's something. Like, it's not like Lama again, where I'm like, no, I'm I'm going to actively work to never see this again in my life. Mm-hmm. With this one, I'm like, I might watch it again. Yeah. And if I have it easily available, then all the better. Yeah. No, Lama Geddon, if I had bought that, I oh, probably would, would have been messaging Voodoo going, how can we delete this off of my index? I don't care. I don't want a refund. I just want it off the index. I, just don't, <laughs> I want you to burn it in the hellfire it was created in. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. No, luckily it's not that. I don't think I I I shudder to think of what could be worse than that movie. So, you know. I am still determined to find so I'm determined to find a B movie that's worse than Lamageddon, but it's better with its filmmaking. Oh, okay. You know what? That at least then there would be something redeemable. Yeah, because then like we can enjoy a really bad movie and a bad script. But the filmmaking that was awful with it as well was just too much. You know, I, Killer Sofa might fit that bill a little bit. Yeah, but I still need to like top stuff because that's the yeah. everlasting goal. But <laughs> yeah, with, with caution. Yes. Yeah. We don't really want to top it too mm-hmm. much. What happens when you get to the top of that mountain? Do you just like jump off because it's like, no, this is too bad. I can't live anymore. Yes, yes. So if if the podcast ever ends on a on a release date that there's supposed to be a B movie release, you know that uh-huh. whatever B movie was going to be released just finished us off. It broke us. Mm-hmm. We're we're no longer full human beings. We're just shells of people. Yes, <laughs> and our our partners are just like wailing in agony. Why? Why, Why did they dare do this stupid podcast? We told them not to. B movies were a bad idea. B for bad. <laughs> um, I think we both kind of put this one on there. I think I, I suggested it and you were emphatically like, yeah, yeah, let's do that one. All right. So, yeah. So I just want to thanks. I want to thank everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing this episode as much as we enjoyed watching the movie. I want to make sure to thank Sean for suggesting this film that I had started it and he helped me finish it. And I'm glad I did. So. Make sure to hop on your podcast app and leave us a rating and a review. It truly does help us out. And as always, reach out to us. Hit us up. Give us your movie suggestions. We want to know what you want to talk about with us. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to jump into your favorite film. Oh, yeah, I'd love to feature that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a special call to action for me, if anybody has a suggestion of what's a worse movie than Lamageddon, tell me. I want to know. Oh, boy. Oh, crowdsourcing. This could be dangerous for us, but, you know, maybe good for the podcast. (laughs) Yes, yes. So at this time, I am Ghost Steve here with my elf friend. Oh, Sean. Yes. And you're listening to more movies. Please. Please.